Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day. Good morning. I'm Alex Degman, and this is The Rundown. A judge ordered the 71-year-old Plainfield man charged with stabbing six-year-old Wadia Alfayume to death this weekend be held in jail. Joseph Juba is charged with first-degree murder, attempted murder, and hate crimes for the attack on Alfayumi and his mother. Meanwhile, family and friends of the six-year-old gathered at a southwest suburban mosque yesterday to mourn his death. Speaking outside the mosque in Bridgeview, Ahmed Yusuf recalled how the man who killed his six-year-old nephew used to buy him toys, and he says he can't make sense of what happened. Now, I want to ask anybody here, a 71-year-old man sitting on top of a six-year-old kid, stabbing her more than 26 times, and he was looking in his eyes. You tell me what type of man he can do that. Meanwhile, Chicago's Council on American Islamic Relations says it's getting an increased number of Islamophobic phone calls and messages since the beginning of the Israel-Hamas conflict. The group's executive director, Ahmed Rahab, tells WBEZ's daily talk show Reset that some of the callers even gloat over the deaths of Palestinians in Gaza as Israel bombs in retaliation. Rahab blames some of the rhetoric used to describe the Israel-Hamas war for fanning the flames. There's speech that can express your point of view. And then there's speech that dehumanizes and erases and sets up individuals to be treated as subhuman, as invaluable. Their lives don't matter. Rahab is urging public officials to go beyond releasing statements of condemnation to help prevent the hateful rhetoric from getting worse. It appears a former Chicago alderman turned government mole could indeed testify in the corruption case against his old colleague, Ed Burke. My colleague Mariah Wolfel reports Burke is accused of using his city hall seat to steer business to his private law firm. The prosecution's case is centered on secret recordings of Burke, many from ex-alderman Danny Solis, who agreed to cooperate with the feds. That was after being presented with evidence of his own wrongdoing. Last month, prosecutors said they don't intend to call Solis to the witness stand, but now defense attorneys say they do intend to call him. They say jurors should know that Solis cooperated only after getting a favorable deal from the government. That means the notorious government mole could make a public appearance when the trial starts in less than a month. If college enrollment remains steady, only about 30% of Chicago public school freshmen today are predicted over the next decade to get a bachelor's or associate's degree. My colleague Sarah Karp is reporting on a new University of Chicago study that shows black and Latino students lag behind white and Asian students, especially black males with only 13.6% of today's freshmen expected to get post-secondary degrees. Alexandra Usher is with U of C. Self-reported post-secondary aspirations are pretty similar across race, ethnicity, gender groups. So it's not students' abilities or aspirations. It's really the differences and outcomes are really reflective of the system um, and of failures in the system that we need to address. Usher says CPS should focus on these students to improve overall outcomes. And now for a few quick hits before the weather. A bill has been introduced that will allow for Chicago Board of Education members to be paid. State Senator Robert Martwick of Chicago submitted the bill last week. Next year, the school district will begin transitioning from a mayoral appointed board to one that's elected. Many have expressed concern that without compensation, parents and others would be unable to run for a seat because of the time commitment. Martwick says the proposal will help remove a barrier to participation. The measure would give the current school board permission to decide if and how much school board members should be paid.
Some Cook County board members are pushing for an increase in funding for programs serving survivors of domestic violence. They proposed an extra $5 million be included in next year's $9 billion county budget. Commissioner Dennis Deere says domestic violence knows no bounds, and he says the administration must keep pushing for more funding. Mostly sunny, our weather forecast today. Expect a high around 60, partly cloudy tonight with a low in the upper 40s. That's it for now. Coming up today, vending machines. Across Chicago, you may have seen a number of them not filled with snacks or drinks, but with art. It's called Good Things Vending. Rundown host Aaron Allen talks with creator Steph Krim about the project and questions she asks herself when deciding if an item can go in one of her machines. Will it vend? Will it translate through a pane of glass? Will it fall without damage? And does it fit within the restrictions of the locations? Within those constraints, if somebody says, I make a thing and I want to try putting it in your vending machine, I will say yes to just about anything. That's at one o'clock this afternoon. I'm Alex Degman. Thanks for listening.